Welcome to the Bob Siegel Show podcast on the Cross Global Media Radio Network. Visit cgmradio.com slash bob to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. So, you'd like to believe in God, but you wonder what happens when people who claim they have been seeking God cannot find Him. You're aware of the biblical promise that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him as found in the book of Hebrews, and yet people do claim that they've looked for God and are not truly finding Him. They don't want to pretend they found Him and act religious and fake it if it wasn't honestly going on. Well, my friend, it is not my place to look into somebody else's heart or evaluate their motive. I do know it's different with different people. We all have our timing. God has his timing. Welcome to our sanctuary, a sanctuary for skeptics and doubters, where those who disagree with the Bible, who disagree with the claims of Christ, who disagree with Christianity, are still treated with respect, even though I myself am a Christian apologist. Yes, skeptics are treated with respect, and those who call themselves fellow Christians are given a chance to ask their own questions, questions that are not always welcome in church, depending on the church. So this can be a sanctuary for many of my fellow Christians as well. In this vein, from time to time, I like to pause and catch up with listener comments. You may recall that on one of my recent shows, I responded to a listener named Tim, who himself was responding to an even earlier program regarding the question, why doesn't God just come down from heaven? The sequel podcast where I addressed Tim's comments was called, When an Answer to a Bible Question is Not Enough of an answer. You can still listen to both programs on cgmradio.com slash bob. And while you're there, while you're in the neighborhood, be sure to subscribe free to the Bob Siegel Show podcast, which will enable you to listen on the device and platform of your choice Monday through Friday. That's cgmradio.com slash bob. Well, to start with today, Tim responds again. Tim is responding to my response to his response. Tim says, So I listened to your podcast response to my message. Thank you for a thoughtful response. I can't say I agreed with all your rationales and reasoning, but I thought your response was certainly respectful and you articulated your positions quite succinctly, which is a challenge. If I were to make any comment... And this is for your benefit of understanding me more than anything, is your description of my being an honest seeker. To be clear, I am not seeking God, but rather seeking truth in any area, on any subject, and wherever it might lead. I am fascinated understanding why people come to the conclusions they do, particularly when it is different than my own. I find apologetics intellectually stimulating on both truth-seeking terms and understanding human behavior, why we believe what we do. This is why I appreciate our discussions. Thank you for being so respectful in your interactions and being a worthy interlocutor. Well, I appreciate the kind words, Tim. The year before I became a Christian, my first year in college, I too was searching, and I too would have called it a search for truth, not God. But in that search, I asked questions such as, what is the meaning of life? Why am I here? Are human beings really as good as they say they are? 
is part of this search, a large part of this search. I did a lot of reading and a lot of writing. I read both novels and plays, particularly the plays of Arthur Miller and his brilliant penetrating insights into human nature. When I finally met Jesus in the fall of 1973, it was through a sudden, powerful, supernatural experience, seemingly sudden, I should say, but it did not take me long to look back at the previous year and realize that year was related. Realize that while I consciously saw myself as looking for truth, meaning, and peace, I was really looking for God without realizing it. The author of truth, meaning, and peace. Just an idea to toss forth? You do with that as you wish. Thank you for listening, Tim. Regarding my program entitled Christian and Atheist Unite Together Against Censorship, many great comments and Facebook likes, including a few from Jim, Connie, Linda, Patty. My guest that day was author-scholar Dr. Robert M. Price, an atheist, he and I are still good friends, united on many issues, including a concern about how the current cancel culture is now censuring literature, something that Bob and I both love. This next email is from John. John is responding to this same show. Mr. Siegel, just listen to your interview of Bob Price, and it was really great stuff. I am a personal friend of Bob's and have been for some time now. It is good to see that you are truly tolerant of others and are for freedom of speech. I know Christians that are actually against freedom of speech, and it disheartens me. I grew up in a Democrat, or what I now call Democrat, house and family. Since that time, I was briefly Republican and finally ended up a Libertarian. I now believe that it is not my job as a Christian to use government to try and make people live right. Laws do not change the heart. Jesus did not tell us to create laws to try and make people believe or go build armies to defend Israel, etc. I just believe in freedom. I believe God's power is enough to convert the sinner I don't tend to be for or against gay marriage, for example, in a political sense. I am against gay marriage because the Bible is. However, outlawing it via mandate will not convert one sinner. The Bible does not say government is the power of God unto salvation. Anyway, just wanted to reach out and say hello to a fellow believer in Christ and freedom. I will subscribe to your podcast and give some other episodes a listen. Well, thank you very much for the encouraging words, John. I am glad Bob Price has good friends like you. I did want to respond to a few of your comments. We mostly agreed, but let me respond. Like you, I am a huge believer of freedom, a freedom that is fast eroding in our country. In fact, it's been eroding for quite some time. The frog has been getting boiled slowly, as the old saying goes. So incrementally, people are accepting restrictions and challenges to previously held ideals an inch at a time. Certainly in 2020, that has accelerated. That's the understatement of all time. I'm sure this is something we are both gravely concerned about. Like you, I am neither a Republican or Democrat. I'm not a libertarian either, although I am certainly in sync with many of their ideas. Not all but many. I am a registered independent. I also agree that laws do not change hearts. However, laws are necessary. Laws that protect people from physical harm, not laws that emanate from thought police. On that, we probably also agree. But if the Constitution's First Amendment is being ignored by thought police and ignored 
by activist judges and ignored by politicians, then the importance of certain legal battles does become prominent. Finally, I agree that Jesus did not give us a new law for old law in the New Testament. Here's the way I would phrase and sum up the New Covenant, the New Testament. Jesus gave us a relationship with the Holy Spirit instead of the old Mosaic law. As for your comment about Israel, I may be taking issue. I may not be. It depends on what you mean. Certainly you made the comment in passing. No, we're not living under the old covenant law of Moses, if that's where you were trying to go. And no, there is no special mandate to automatically take Israel's side because of biblical beliefs especially in a republic where not everybody holds biblical beliefs. I do believe in Bible prophecy for what that's worth and that God is not done with Israel. For that, I would appeal to the Abrahamic covenant, which is very different than the Mosaic covenant. However, putting that aside, I believe that for human rights reasons alone, anyone should take Israel's side, at least in a discussion, at least in an opinion, because of the historical revision and lies about how Israel became a nation again. Lies that the Jews had no historical claim to this holy land. Lies that they stole the land from others and are occupiers. Christians with different theologies about Israel and prophecy should at least be able to agree on this. Atheists and agnostics who don't believe in the Bible at all could agree with this. My reasoning, my facts would take too long for right now. I have written an entire book on the subject called The Holocaust Against Israel. If you're interested, I'd be happy to send you a complimentary copy, or if you'd prefer to read it on Kindle, the book is on Amazon. And if you're not interested, that's all right, too. In any event, even here, I am not suggesting any obligation for the United States to get into another Middle East war. I am simply commenting on the false accusations leveled against Israel. Accusations that you did not articulate specifically, so I am not assuming your opinion here. Just wanted to respond because others are listening right now. And whenever Israel is brought up, whether the context is theological or political, there seems to be a lot of confusion. Anyway, John, thanks for subscribing to the show. I hope you find the listening informative and or entertaining, depending, of course, on that particular podcast. As for today's program, that's it for today. This is Bob Siegel making the obvious obvious. The Bob Siegel Show podcast is a production of Bob Siegel and Cross Global Media. Visit us online and subscribe to the show at cgmradio.com slash bob.